And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. When the choice seems to be to tear down the church or build a wall around it, we aim to walk the narrow road of nuance through the wilderness between the warring factions and try to figure out what it means to love God and people well. We uh, released an episode recently just kind of talking through some things and just kind of some things we see in culture and conversations and happenings in the world. And, and part of what it eventually got us to was talking about the Beatitudes. And one of the things we discussed is really America has almost flipped the lid on, on the Beatitudes. And, and what we read is not exactly what America or even the church in many regards teaches. And so we... Uh, thought it would be interesting to do a few episodes, um, many episodes around this and just how it has has come to be that way. Taylor, do you have anything to add on that? So it's actually come up a couple of times. We did talk about it in that episode, but um, I was going back through some of our, uh, some of our archives to pull uh, little video clips from and and there's at least one or two other times that we that it comes up in conversation so it's been long long brewing in our uh yes. subconscious as so many things shy. are that we throw out as an aside and then eventually blossom into beautiful episode trees <laughs> take that metaphor and run with it i don't i don't know <laughs> so this is in the sermon on the mount on math in matthew 5 and this is, I've heard the Sermon on the Mount called Jesus's manifesto for the kingdom of God in that kind of for the first time, certainly in the, in the New Testament, he, he gets up, he has an audience and he's like, okay, so here's what we're going to do. Here's what's important. Here is how I'm going to reframe everything that you've heard and kind of the way you've been living your lives in light of the fact that I'm here now and what this new covenant is. He's going to hint at what the new covenant is going to be like. And <laughs> it's it's one of those things where there's I don't know that there's a ton of wiggle room on any of these, and yet somehow or other, as Ryan was saying, that they really have become flipped, and that certainly what our society tends to value is the opposite of most of these, and that has infected the church and the things that we pursue. And you know, it's one thing for quote the world to do that would. What should any of us expect from people who don't follow Jesus? That's that's what we do when we're dead in our sin. We pursue what we want. But um, mm-hmm. the, the fact that each one of these has been flipped on its head in the church is a, is a lot more troublesome. And that then you have folks trying to explain away and justify why we shouldn't have to follow these or why we shouldn't take them seriously or why that's not really what Jesus meant or whatever the case is. And so we, we kind of, yeah. this, this came out in, in, in one of our conversations where it was like, well, what if we actually flipped each one and, and talked about them from that perspective? 
and just kind of went through the, the list of them. So that's that's kind of where it yeah. came from. And it's it's kind of a scary a scary thought um, yeah. when you start looking at it, and probably a reason we haven't touched it for a little while, to be honest. <laughs> but but the the first one we we uh, come to when we're looking at the Beatitudes is blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And so, you know, when thinking about the reverse of that, uh, you know, pretty pretty easily, uh, it kind of comes to light, blessed are the, the rich in ego, is kind of, I think, what the American equivalent would be, or what our culture's equivalent has been. And even just thinking of it that way kind of started to hit me uh, pretty quickly. Hmm. Um, I'm guessing it did you too, Taylor, because I believe your reply was, it was shoot with a whole bunch of O's and then the same thing again in all caps. <laughs> in all caps. So, I mean, what what was your, uh, other than that, Yeah. where did you go in your head from that? Oh, man. Uh, Not to put you on the spot too much. That's there. all we do to each other, Ryan. Let's put each other right. on the spot. And record it for some strange reason. <laughs> well, so uh, a number of years ago, I, I listened to... A, a teacher that I like very much, John Mark Comer, whom you've probably heard us talk about on here. Uh, the church where he was a teaching pastor at the time did a did a whole series on the Beatitudes specifically, and they went through each each one of these in, in a positive way, the opposite of what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> and um, the the Greek one of the things I learned was that the Greek word for poor right here is patokoi, I believe. And it's onomatopoetic in that it's the noise you make when you spit. And that the connotation of the word is is basically people who the people you spit on, the people who are societally or culturally mm. worthless that have nothing to offer, that have no resources, that they um you you will get nothing from them. They don't have anything to offer you. Uh, that that's what Jesus' audience would have thought hearing him, hearing that word or reading the word after, you know, it was written down by the author. And that um, kind of the flip of it is that it seems like what we actually value is people who do have resources, not just financial, but who are charismatic, who communicate well, who are good looking, who are talented, who whatever. And none of those things are necessarily bad. It's just that, um, particularly with church, we've talked about platform a lot and kind of Christian celebrity and power dynamics and all that kind of thing. And it seems like really what we value most beyond faithfulness, beyond obedience, beyond depth of teaching is we value good looking communicators who dress well and are really persuasive in telling us the things that we want to hear. And, you know, uh, something else in that verse is that the word blessed or blessed, however you want to say it, is makarios in Greek. And it has a connotation of spanning a physical distance. And so the way that it, it's almost like there's there's somebody standing here and they extend a hand out to, you know, another person or whatever. And it the way that it took shape in my head to read it was God extends himself to the poor in spirit. God extends himself to the meek because he is the treasure of all things good, as we've talked about before. And so that God is the one who spans the distance between, in this verse, those who have nothing to offer. And he, he calls them blessed and he comes near to them. And, you know, it, it just seems like we value 
everything but that some of the time in our spiritual thermometer, if you like, we use all those other things to measure it is how, you know, is God blessing your finances? Is God, you know, blessing you with relationships that are free of conflict, <laughs> you know, yeah, um, prosperity gospel 101. Is yeah. What is. I mean, but, but even stuff that's a little more insidious like God blessing your, your ministry or God blessing your church. But we, you, we measure the blessings in temporal terms, or we measure the blessings in platform terms, or we measure the blessings based on how far our words are traveling. Something that Ryan and I yeah. have talked about, and we talked with Josh Porter uh, on, on a previous episode, is that it's kind of a struggle doing this kind of thing because on the one hand, we believe these conversations are valuable and can be helpful for other people because they are for us. But, and we want more people to hear them, but we, but we want to be careful about like, y'all don't, we're, we're just, we're just a couple of dudes <laughs> that maybe God has given some wisdom and insight to just like he probably has you as well. And you're welcome to whatever the Lord may have put in my bucket as it were, but it isn't mine. I don't own it. And we certainly don't want to build a platform for ourselves as individuals out of this thing, but we do also want more people to hear it. And so it's a weird line for us to walk and, you know, to get excited when there's a bump in downloads or to get excited when one of our posts gets a lot of shares or more traction or what have you, that, that's, that is cool, but, but also that it's, there's a lure there, you know, like there's a, there's very much a pull to see like, Ooh, more of that, more of that, more of that. Let's, let's formalize it. Let's figure it out. Let's repeat it. Let's do it again so that we can get more eyeballs on this. And you know, yeah, it, it's one thing to try and do your best, whatever that means exactly in whatever medium. And in this case, you know, we want the production values to be good. We want the promo to be good, but at some point you do your best and you, you just, let God bring the increase, I guess, is the way I would put it. And it, it's sometimes hard to balance those two. So balancing being poor in spirit while, or trying to be, while engaging in this kind of endeavor or any of the other things we do, that's a challenge sometimes. Man, you said a lot that I want to comment on. <laughs> uh, Pause, rewind. I, I know. I'm going to have to like have cue cards. Like, hold up, hold up. Um, or a note taker. Madly scribbling. <laughs> Well, I was trying to like keep my train of thought here, but no, mm. one of the things you mentioned was like the way the world has interpreted the blessings. And, mm. and we even talked kind of, uh, I mentioned the prosperity gospel there. I mean, if we carried out the rest of that verse looking for the opposite, you lose the kingdom of heaven aspect and we're looking at the, you know, the kingdom of earth. Mm. Um, and, and I think that's even part of it. You know, if you have your priority right if you're reading scripture and, and looking for god and not yourself well that's very different the way you read that and see that and how you're measuring mm-hmm. your uh your life based on that you know yeah and so um you jump to to kind of what we're, we're doing and i think that's important i just wanted to jump back there a little bit and kind of think yeah. through that I think too to build off the point that you're making. There's there's another way to read that in which, and I think all of these, uh, in that when people when Christians hear kingdom of heaven, they think the place you go after you die. And most of the time, right. when Jesus is talking about the kingdom of heaven, he is talking about what happens on earth when what the people of God are supposed to be doing, being good images of our King and loving and serving the people around us. So it's not like 
hey, if you're poor in spirit, you get to go to the good place. That's not what he's talking about. He's saying that yeah. this this kingdom is upside down and backwards and measures success differently. And it belongs to those who wait upon the Lord, I guess is the way I would put it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's going to redeem it for what it mm-hmm. was intended to be, right? And um, there's an individual that I think of when I, when I read through this verse. Uh, I'm not going to use names. Um, but it's one we both might would use. It's I'll me. I'll just isn't put it, it that way. <laughs> no, no. Um, but there's someone who uh, has been involved in both of our lives who I think is easy to look at as have this rich and ego thing. Now, still a believer, as far as I know, um, wanting to follow Christ for their life. But there's there's kind of this struggle there with uh, making themselves great rather than making God great. And uh, they once told me something. That makes me think of this verse. And, and I always thought of it uh, as like one of the few things that I could hold on to from this individual and then kind of throw out the rest. Um, but what, what they said, we were going like down an elevator and uh, asked someone how they were doing. And, and he was like, you know, that's important to um, do something. Or Here's how he worded it. He said, how you treat the people who can do nothing for you mm-hmm. says everything about you. Now, I used to think, you know what, that's that's a good a good sentiment there. And, and in some ways it is, but how even egotistical is it to say that that person can do nothing for you? Hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the more you, you were mentioning that kind of poor in spirit and people who are looked down upon, it's like you're, you're totally looking down on that person just because you feel like your stature and your status and your whatever yeah. in life is so much above them. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I think that's it's kind yeah, of a that, weird thought. That that's important too is that we we've talked before that um, we all have to have a reckoning with our need for grace, and of course that's an easy Christian phrase to throw out there. You know, like oh yeah, of course I need. We all know what to say to that. We all know we're supposed to believe that or agree with it anyway. But it's different yeah. to have. Whew, it's different to have a visceral down in your bones, like the rot at the core experience of your own sinfulness and, or even beyond that of your own finiteness of your deep need for the presence of God. And that so much in the scripture, the choice is either between God's presence and his and the goodness that comes with it or the lack of his presence in the chaos that he prevents by, by being there all through the old Testament. That's constantly the choice that's set in front of the people of God. It's like, you can play ball and here are the things I need you to do. If you do that, it will go well with you. If you don't. And what ended up happening over time, and this is some of what in, in Matthew's gospel, particularly Christ really took, took the religious leaders to task on is that they, they thought of themselves as as a city on a hill, but a city with walls around it and gates that were shut in that we are the chosen people of God. And they they forgot that their choosing was a means to an end and not an end of itself. This is I think this is kind of a misnomer about election is that, you know, if you're if you're in the club, then that means, oh, great. You know, I'm, I'm in the club and I'm 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 one of the, the special ones. But election has always been framed in the context of I'm choosing you so that you can make my name, my name known. So other people will come into the family. That's the way it's all throughout the old Testament in particular, 
that's the way the people of God are talked about. It's like, I'm setting you aside as my treasured inheritance so that you will make my name great among the nations and they will see the light and kind of come to it. Why did I get off on that? I remember. And well, I don't know, the, but I think that's important. I mean, that's 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 all of our purpose, right? Even. Exactly. That's what, if you're a follower of Christ, that's what we're here for. I think it, um, and, and this is an aside, so we don't have to, <laughs> to chase it, but I think that's an important note just because there are so many who are like, well, yeah, I'm not called to be a missionary. That's someone else's mm-hmm. job. And it's like, no, we're, we're all, that. that is every single one of ours purpose on this earth as a, as a follower of Christ is to make his name great, to make him known and to ultimately um, be, be part of what will be all people praising him. You know, yeah. uh, John, John Piper has a good article out there that says missions exist because worship doesn't. Hmm. And um, I think that's, that's, you know, part of it, you know, missions is temporary because ultimately the end of that is all people worshiping God. But again, I'm, I'm just, I'm glad you said that because I think that's important to take note of Well, and when we the, talk purpose. And, yeah. yeah I, I think we, we often make the same mistake is that we, we think of our, our sonness or our daughterness, our heirship, if you like, and we are content to bask in it rather than radiating it out to other people. Mm. And, you know, <laughs> look at me. Rather yeah. than yeah. hey, look look at look at God and what He's done. Yeah. I think the reality is that we don't think of ourselves as poor in spirit. A lot of the time, is that we're pretty satisfied with ourselves. <laughs> a lot of the time, if we're honest. Yeah, and I think that's a good maybe a good place to kind of think on for a minute. Like, what what does that look like to be poor in spirit, knowing what? The word you used, I'm not going to try and pronounce it because I'll get <laughs> all kinds of wrong. But knowing that's the word that's that's used there, um, you know, and I'm thinking you say that, and I think of like the Samaritans or yeah. um, the woman at the well. You know, those kind of people who are, um, you know, those with leprosy who are shunned and and you looked way down upon, and, and probably countless examples. But knowing that's what that is, what does that mean for us as a follower of Christ? Yeah, and. and- We've talked before, I think, that it's kind of like our definitions of evil. Our definitions of evil are selfish because they don't ever include us. It's always those people over there, mm-hmm. whatever there is. And it's it's not me and my selfish desires, and it's not me and, you know, the— it's not me in the way that I want to live and order my life. It's always somebody else's problem. And I think in a, sum, in a similar way, the poor in spirit— are the people that I perceive as being worse off than me, whatever that means exactly. They're not as, and I think we all do this, they're not as good looking, they're not as articulate, they don't know the Bible as well, they're not as popular, they're not as rich, they're not as well-dressed, whatever. Um, They're not as educated, that's a big one right now, is they don't, like if they don't know the right things, then we can dismiss them. Um, Yeah, I, I just, I think we don't include, this is to, to kind of you started the conversation is if you read the Bible looking for yourself, that's what you'll find. And I feel like probably a lot of the time we read the Beatitudes looking for ourselves and ignoring the fact that we're already in there. It's just <laughs> we don't realize we're the ones that he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think the last probably five, six years, I've I've come to look at them very different especially this one specifically, I came to the knowledge, the, the saving knowledge of Christ at a young age, probably at seven, 
I was seven, not probably. I know I was seven <laughs> um, when I when I fully came to understand what that meant and um, what he had done. Probably not until a number of years ago did I truly understand how I don't know what what the word is. Maybe depraved or sinful or um, evil. I can be right to your point. We often point to the others, but yeah. there's a point where I've come to that, and I think for me that resonated with this verse a lot because yes, there are things I have through Christ that I, that lift my spirit. Right. But understanding who I am as a sinful person, you know, what my human nature is brings your spirit down a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of been a lot of, of where I am. You know, that I think there's a, a distinction there. We've talked about it a little bit. There's people who've been in church who know the things who could probably recite everything, but at the end, or is God going to look at them and say, "Well done, my good and faithful servant"? Or, "Hey, I, I never knew you." Yeah, and I, I think there's a difference in how we look at what we've done or we do or you know whatnot versus I don't know. I, you see Christians, and, and you mentioned it earlier. There, there's those who are often with a big platform who you could tell are pretty proud of themselves. Yeah, and I just think there's a big distinction there. There is, and those are the most obvious examples, but I think even beyond that is we all have our own little kingdoms that we're trying to build, and you know the size of them, of them may or may not matter, but the kind of the lure or the appeal of sitting on the throne of your life is always going to be there no matter how big your throne room is, I guess. And I think there's, there's a simultaneous attempt to smooth over our awfulness. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and using grace language, and there's simultaneously a, a push to like, de, de, like degrade us to, <laughs> to the point of like there's there's nothing to celebrate at all. And, and I think the call of God is to remember the duality of our situation, which is that we are we are no longer sinners. We are new creation who will struggle with sin. We have the mind of Christ. We have the spirit of God and we're not bound to the law of sin and death anymore, but we will continue to struggle with it for as long as we live. We don't have to give in. God has given us the tools. We just repeatedly choose not to use them. There's a, there's a distinction there between that and someone who is not following Christ who is dead in their sin. Yeah. Well, it's simultaneously. It's, oh, go ahead. You go ahead. Well, and I may be about to say what you you're thinking. So I, I not to interrupt, but I, I think, yeah, you're right. It's that yes and. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. yes, I am, am depraved or degraded or whatever. And because of that, there's more reason to celebrate what Christ did. That's right. It, it's kind of how it works together, you know? I mean, because um, <laughs> I can easily share something with people and they're like, I feel like you're being too hard on yourself. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> but I'm also not, I don't feel shame for it. Yeah. Because of what Christ has done. Yeah. Like, I understand who I am apart from Christ, and it's disgusting. You know, I, I don't think, I think scripturally, there's no good in me apart from Christ, mm -hmm. you know, and what he's all. And so if I believe that, well, then, yeah, I should be pretty sick and know what I can be. Now, that doesn't mean I'm sitting here sulking about it. Yeah. I'm more joyous about who Christ is because I'm not giving into that most of the time. Not yeah. that I, you know, we don't have sinful moments, but man, look what we have. And what, what is it? Start at the bottom. Now we hear, is that, is that the song? <laughs> <laughs> it's not exactly my, my genre of music, but, uh, <laughs> 
You can't say anymore. Or we'll have to pay for pay to use. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and that's not. If we're gonna pay for something, it's not that one. I um, yeah yeah exactly. You you've mentioned Gable Price and friends on here a few times, and you've told me about them forever. And it's true. He, months he ago, to people. He I finally listen. gave it a chance because you sent me a song. It was a new one, and I don't know if you knew at the time, but a one of my favorite artists co-wrote it with him. Did you know that at the time, or, uh, or was that kind of a revelation after the fact? You're talking about John Foreman? No, 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 the Judah. Oh, Judah no, I didn't from know Judah it. and the Lion. Um, but you sent me that song, which it's a great song, but it put me on this like binge of listening to everything he's done and <laughs> every video. Do. And it's easy to yeah, do. yeah, and I had to pass that along. So my wife has done it since. But he has a he has a song called Repentance. And if you've never heard of them, that's a great one. Go listen to it. Like now, hit pause. And go listen to it and come and, back. And but, say law, because that thing, oh man. In that bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the bridge, it says, I built my kingdom, it collapsed at my feet. I nurtured my idols, they betrayed me. And I saw you standing on my prodigal street, mouthing, I love you, my boy. When the stars all fade on my golden robe, and my income fails to carry me home, I see you standing with your finest robe, saying, I love you. When every idol fails to comfort me, and my own skin and bones are stripped off of me, I'm going to look at the holder of eternity and scream, I love you. Um, and man, I don't know, just like that, hearing that, I have to like sit and think about it every time I hear that song, which is often because my kids love it too, but just that income fails to bring me home and like all of that, like the things that we allow to make us feel like something don't mean crap. Like they, they really don't. That album came along at a time in my life when I could not have needed it more. And it has been an important Ebenezer, if you like, uh, yeah. that God has used to pull me out of some darkness that I'd slid off into. And like that that's a song I can't sing without weeping, candidly. And I am not a demonstrably emotional guy when it comes to spiritual or worship music. That's just not me. It hasn't ever really been, but... It is a conduit for me to express my poor in spiritness, <laughs> yeah. if I can put it that way. Just that I've been brought through and out of things that only it it, it was God what did it and nothing yeah. else because I, I was stuck, you know, like I was down there without a ladder. I was up a creek without a paddle and it was only the extension God extending himself of him crawling down into the pit where I was and being like, all right, come on, we're coming out of here. And yeah. I, it, it, I, f- I'm so strongly um, aware of it with that song in particular and it, admitting through those lyrics, my great need, not just because of my sin. I mean, th- there's that, but like, I'm, I'm human. I'm finite. I, I, you know, I'm just under six feet of space and the universe and the world and humanity are such much bigger than me. And uh, it, it is good and humbling and terrible and wonderful and sad and joyful all at the same time to admit, yes, I, that's me. And that I am blessed. You know, like to yeah. say, I, I am poor, but I am blessed. And that is both are apt and accurate descriptions of life under the sun, you know, stumbling along the way. Yeah. 
And, and I think, man, and that's such a good, thank you for sharing that. Such a good, just like picture and thinking through like all through scripture, you see God say the same thing in different ways because of who he's talking to, mm. you know, and, and you think about the Beatitudes and it's funny because I, I hear it and I, um, I may have shared some of this in the past. I mean, I, I come from a standpoint where I, I used to think a lot of myself and I really don't know why looking back, <laughs> but it was easy for me to think I, uh, I was something great. And because of that, it's easy for me to want to lean into the, no, I'm, I'm really a piece. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, and, and, and to find comfort there because I don't know without realizing that, that I, I get to that poor in spirit realization um for me granted your experience is a little different because you felt like you were there and because you were there you know that there was this kind of hindrance right Mm -hmm. but but god came down and it's funny i think god's got to bring some people down and then bring others up yeah um in different ways but it's it's that quote and i've said it before on an episode uh the quote from uh Chronicles of Narnia, I think it's the first book. You were born of the Lord Adam and the Lady Eve, and that is enough to lift the head of the lowliest beggar and bow the knee of the greatest emperor. Mm. And sometimes yeah. what I need to hear is, dude, you remember, you are poor in spirit because you ain't acting like it right now. Yeah. yeah. And other times I, rem- I need to hear and remember, you are blessed and you're not remembering that. God is close to you. You are a son and an heir, and you carry his name, and you need to remember that and stop wallowing in the pit that you're digging for yourself. Yeah, and it's 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 the same thing we talk about a lot. It's that tension, mm-hmm. you know, that middle ground. Like because then even then it's like yes, you are blessed, but don't be a punk about it, right? <laughs> like yes, yes. Walk, walk among these people and show who I am. And to do that, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to be here. Like let's level set. This is where you need to be. Because being being poor in spirit doesn't have to mean. It doesn't mean that you are. The way people look at you, it's just mm-hmm. acknowledging the fact that there are people who look down on you. Yeah, but I think also it's an acknowledgement of your father is a king and his riches are available to you. Why are you trying mm-hmm. to offer what you have? You are poor by comparison. Your father is not. And right. we have been given all, is that uh, Colossians? We've been given fullness in Christ, all, all these riches, I think is the way Paul puts it. So like, you know, why, why are you handing out little brass coins when the treasury yeah. is open to you? Because th- those are not yeah. going to get anybody else anywhere any more than they will you. Scripture references streets of gold. Like you're, you could be walking on gold. Nothing here that, that you can be offered in comparison is that great. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's, it's asphalt you know, <laughs> in heaven yeah. so but man we uh we, we sure want that hefty paycheck and that big house and that all the things looking for love in all the wrong places there it is <laughs> <laughs> oh it's lovely ryan i couldn't help it i know i know you couldn't do you have any parting thoughts as we leave this podcast (laughs) (laughs) but not this earth not yet right not not, i mean maybe uh just that 
It was a really arresting idea to both of us to kind of go through these line by line. We'll do some other episodes, too. We're not going to do them all in in one shot, but we are going to do all of them. And I always think these conversations are better when we kind of know something of where we're going than we've been pondering or percolating Mm -hmm. on it a bit. And and so to to revisit this passage over the course of a few weeks or however long it takes, I think is going to be good, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, And, you know... We, we'd love to hear whatever y'all's thoughts are. You know, it's it's so great when uh, we'll get a call or a text or somebody come up for us, coming up to us with an insight that neither of us had. That's the best. Mm-hmm. But they listened to our conversation and it tr- it triggered something which sent them out to pick up their Bible or go think or pray or whatever. That's that's wonderful. So hopefully, as we continue to kind of push into new territory, that that is what will happen for you. Whether you tell us about it or not is kind of beside the point, but what that's what we hope happens yeah. is that it'll spark little moments in your life where you can connect with God. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, and if you are new to the podcast, uh, joining us based on recent episodes that you came across, uh, you can find us on all the social stuff on Facebook and on Instagram. We are Unbetween Podcast, and on Twitter, we are Unbetween Pod. And then if you want to send us an email, you can do so at unbetweenpodcast at gmail.com. Correct. Unbetweenpodcast at gmail.com. Let me say it with some more confidence now that I know (laughs) I'm right. All right. Thank you all. See you. Thanks for listening. We're only like f- almost 40 episodes in. <laughs> Thank you. We've had the email from the very beginning. <laughs> we had to have know, the email you... to get the podcast platform set up. You oh, no, man. Oh, my goodness. I've done the same thing. One now. day. One day. One yeah. day. We all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be. <laughs> uh, when we all see Jesus. We'll sing. Why not start shouting the victory before that? I don't want to wait.